0: And I am your co-host, Javon J. Love Adams, and as always, uh, the man of the hour, the one who walks in the room and everybody speaks in hushed tones, is the one and only Ed Easy Smith. How you doing, man?
1: What's good, good brother Jay? Another weekend, man
0: yeah that's what that's exactly it so we, we're gonna what we like to do is uh, my partner is a veteran of the NFL he was a tight end did his thing and uh, so we like to give our our take on we like to look back and then kind of focus on what's going on in this particular week with the Arizona Cardinals and then we look ahead in terms of looking at their their opponent so uh, so this week of course the the Cardinals are coming off of a win against the against the lowly New York Jets uh, we the was an injury they didn't come out of there unscathed so we want to talk about that uh get ed's thoughts on the offense and then also um in terms of how how do we think that the the void left by chandler jones and that injury will will what they'll do in order to to kind of uh, take find people to take up the slack uh and then of course we'll look ahead to the Dak prescott list uh, Dallas Cowboys as the Cardinals will be playing on Monday night. So um so we definitely gonna get into that. But before all that, the wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. And I was looking at that line because the the for the the over-under for the Arizona Cardinals and the Dallas Cowboys, and it was at fifty-five when I just saw it, and I'm thinking The Dallas Cowboys, their defense is a little bit porous, so I might go on the over on that one. But from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online, and there is always the online casino as well because it never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline your online sports book experts.
1: Might I say, might, might, I say you have a great radio voice, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I do what I can. I try to learn from the masters and you wanted the master. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals, man. So, you know what man we always we try to do is speak the truth sometimes when I call into KSRN uh, and I'm and after a Cardinals win or loss folks that are on the timeline and everything they calling me a hater just because I try to speak truth I speak truth to power brother Ed but but I wasn't too sure about the the Arizona Cardinals going uh, heading back east to take on the New York Jets we talked about Flacco we just uh, a wily veteran crazy how we use that wily veteran uh, with Flacco because because uh, because their starting quarterback was out, and I thought that they might come up short in that game, maybe by, by a field goal or by a point. And they ended up really they they ended up pulling away. I wanted to get your thoughts on the game when when you took a look at this game. Were you pleasantly surprised? Because I know you expected them to win, though.
1: Yeah, I, you know it was one of those situations today where you know uh, any win in the NFL is a good one. Uh, this one I was a little nervous about because of the, the, I guess the, the subtraction of, uh, Darnold and you never knew what you might get from, uh, Flacco. Uh, You could tell though from the start of the game. And, and this is, you know, like I said, you can't take anything away from the Cardinals They did come away with a win, but the Jets are really just bad. Man, there was
0: bad coaching too. Some of, there was a, there was a, a, a couple of, of challenges. There was one challenge in particular that wouldn't, even if they had won the challenge that Gase had done, it wouldn't have made a difference in terms yeah. of really the spot of the ball, because it was going to be a third and shorter, something along those lines. And it was just a ridiculous challenge. So the coaching really reared its ugly head in that one.
1: Yeah. They, I mean, they look so, I mean, if, if that was our product out here, you know, which we almost, we had similar a couple of years ago before Kingsbury came in and we had the quarterback chains and everything like that. But if that was our product, we would be talking the same way we were a couple of years like this is ridiculous. And just watching the jets, that that's a bumbling organization. But the thing is we went out there and took care of business. Yeah. You and I talked last week. It was, you know, this is a game you cannot lose. Imagine if we go over there and we lose it. So what you can't, it, it's the same token. It's like, well, you can't talk bad about a win, you know. So, a win is a win. But, golly, it just showed you how bad the Jets organization is, and what are they still doing with Gase, Gase at the the head of that organization as far as head coach. So, but I was I was pleased with what we did by going over there and handling our business and getting that sure W. Because like you said we we definitely needed that after the last couple of weeks
0: yeah but most definitely um and along those lines again the the final score was thirty to ten, so it it comes down to gosh it, it why did it take this game or that game for us to be able to see a real vertical uh more of more aggression when it came to the offense? that was it was kind of perplexing, it was good to see, but I hope that this is more of what we can what we can be expecting from them.
1: Yeah, and, you know, sometimes you take advantage of what's in front of you, and that's obviously what they did, and you know, the the game plan, if they can roll it out, and here's the thing, Jay, it's not roll it out every week the same thing, it's roll it out and reinvent it, but keep the same focus, meaning up the field, not side to side, you know, it was kind of it was nice to see them shooting the ball up the field, still not impressed with our running game, though. Okay, it still does not, it just doesn't, something doesn't match up to what we saw last year like what's the difference you know Kenyon drake i know they're trying to get him involved and but it still looks like and maybe it's a product of our offensive lines hey maybe you know it's in a flash last year it looked really good but the, the truth might be we just don't have those mean run blockers up front and until you do you know it's always the, i guess our run game is going to revolve around uh Kyler Murray making the scrambles getting out but that true running game just doesn't seem like it's gelling right there give it to me Jay it doesn't seem like it's quite quite, curling right there you go Yeah. yeah
0: now I've heard now your thoughts on this I heard uh on a couple of the local show one of the local shows mentioning that do you think it's time for Edmonds to be able to get more carries than Drake but he he did seem to maybe make some more um Uh, definitive uh, decisions when it came to to running north-south as opposed to east-west. Your thoughts on that?
1: Well, here's the thing, you know, and I know everybody likes the platoon thing with uh, running backs these days, but for me, and, and any good one, maybe one of these days we'll get a former running back on the show to tell us what it truly means and feels like to have, to get your rhythm early in the game and be that dude that you know, if it's not – if you're not a three-down back, at least you're the first two downs. I don't like the fact that it's constant shuffle in terms right. terms of, you know, Edmonds pops in, then you'll get Drake for a cu- <coughs> couple, couple runs. One of the things that's missed is run – or linemen, excuse me. Take Go ahead. Take, on my take a little
0: breath. Yeah, take a little breath.
1: Yeah. Linemen, typically, they block for a style as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, if right. they got to do this downhill – you know, you'll, you you have a different attack or approach. Whereas, you know, you start bringing the scat dudes in, you know, it's going to be more wide, you know, maybe try to reach the edges and stuff like that. So I think if you get a consistent type of attack with that back, then it helps the linemen as well. And I just don't like the fact that we're constantly trying to feel it out rather than, like I said, getting up and punching somebody in the mouth, going downhill, establishing the running game, and then, you know making everything work off of that
0: now, did you see anything that we've we've talked about the diminutive stature of Kyler Murray um did how did he impress or how did he maintain uh, stay even or how did he maybe not impress? what were your thoughts on on Kyler in that regard he He, he had a few more different a few different receivers. Kirk, camera. I mean, Kirk finally kind of kind of showed up to the season, so to speak. Your thoughts on that?
1: I thought it was, you know, I thought this game was the one where he looked down the field a lot more. You know, and that, that was maybe what, that was by design, but they kept it really, you know, like I said, it wasn't the same old side to side. There were a couple of times early in the game when we had those passes out to the edges and i was like oh no here we go again hmm. but they were creative in kind of getting them out and you know creating pockets for him and one thing i do like about kyler when he does look down the field and when he is given the time he's got one of the prettiest balls and softest touches uh, out there you know and when he when he has when he has to kind of put a little mustard on it he he can do that but for the most part man when he's throwing those balls he's got you know Great touch on them. And I know his wide receivers and, you know, receivers in, in general, just, you know, running backs in general, they love that. I mean, I used to catch balls, man, from dudes that seemed like they only had one speed. It was the fastball, you know, and that sometimes uncomfortable, especially when you're up close in some of those routes, but he has a Jeff a George nice. was
0: like that. Jeff George from back in the day. Yes, years. sir. Always yes. throwing a fastball. I'm right in front of you, dog. Fastball.
1: Yeah. He had no, he had nothing. You know, who else was accused of that was Colin Kaepernick too.
0: Okay. Okay. Cap
1: was, you know, he had that one speed, that one touch with Kyler, man, (laughs) you know, he can, he can get a little loft on it. And sometimes he has to get loft just because of his height and everything. But when he's got a clean window and he's looking downfield, he's got a pretty ball, man. Very, very few times I've seen that flutter and he can put it on. He can stick it on guys as well.
0: Now, of course, we have to talk about the injury Chandler Jones injured biceps. Um, He wasn't really flashing that much during the season, but here's one of the things. I mean, I guess it can be the, is it, it's a, it's, depends on how you want to look at it. One is that the sack totals weren't there and and really the, the getting into the backfield, but the the converse to that is that he was being double teamed. And so therefore by him being double teamed, that should give the opportunity for other teammates to be able to shine. Um, And then the, the, obviously the, the counter to that, that him being double teamed is so what, he has to figure out a way to, to be able to still, to still produce. Uh, He's injured your, how do you think they're going to go about, is this a scheme thing? Um, Vance Joseph, I I heard uh, earlier today that one of the things that one of the, the the how Vance Joseph kind of uh, made his, built his reputation was having an aggressive scheme, and we haven't really seen too much of that here. We've always talked about how it doesn't seem as if they're uh, the defense is as aggressive as it should be. How do you think that they're going to to uh, to to fill in the hole that's left by the the now the season ending injury of Chandler Jones?
1: The old saying that comes to mind, man, and this I think it fits perfectly right here. A lot of people talking about. It ain't about the X's and O's. is about the Willies and the Joes. Right, right. I right. mean, when it's it's all fine and dandy to have these great schemes, uh, but when you are minus your key pieces and those dudes that make a difference and can you know create the need for double teams, and when you don't double team them, they cause havoc. Uh, it's hard to replace that, Jay. And I know everybody. You have to be optimistic because you don't want to give out that you know that. Uh, cry of oh my god what are we going to do but when you lose somebody like a chandler jones there's a couple things coming to play one it's all hands on deck now uh, trying to find somebody to replace his uh ability and like i said his effect on a game plan especially during the for early part of the season, you know, that's just not going to happen. There aren't there aren't many Chandler Joneses out there. Otherwise, like I said, why would this man be so special? So, you know, I, I know they're going to be optimistic. They're going to think about the scheme. And they're going to do different things to try to, you know, mask the fact that he's not there for the rest of the season. But that's going to be really hard to do. And teams will obviously, instead of having to double-team Chandler, Chandler Jones, now they can, you know, basically – create one-on-one matchups on the outside with our, the less skilled players. And it's going to be even tougher when the guys are left behind, but you know, in in football uh, sports in general, but especially football, you can't look at what's not there. You got to move on with what you got. And it's going to be a tough road to hoe. And, you know, we wish Chandler a speedy recovery. I hate to see any player, get hurt, especially those special guys, because they can, you know, that's why we turn tune in on Sundays and Thursdays and Mondays, you know, because we want to see those guys without him being there. That's going to create a huge hole for the defense. And that does put an incredible amount of pressure on coordinator and uh, the rest of the guys there to start creating more, but it's going to, we'll we'll see the effect uh, moving forward. You know, that big absence is going to definitely be noticed.
0: You mentioned the effect there and I want to, is, does that, not only to affect the defense, but does that affect the offense as well? Maybe in terms of how you call the, call the game, because maybe you don't want to put, you want to try to, you maybe try to, to stretch out drives or more instead of running the uh, plays quickly, maybe uh, let a little bit more time lapse because you don't want your defense to come back on the field. You don't want them to get, to get sapped because they're going to be playing a different way because they're going to be trying some different things. Does it, does it, uh, does it find its way uh, into the offensive game calling and game plan as well?
1: You go into the game and the week saying, no, it doesn't, but eventually what happens, it creeps in as, you know, any, as anybody would, you know, head coach coordinators during the game situationally, it'll affect you because there might be an instance, maybe you're at midfield and, you know, we will take a shot at fourth and, you know, uh, short, because we know our defense, we can hold up. And if we do turn the ball over on the side of the field or this type of field position, we can maintain. We don't want to we, – we feel confident our defense can at the very least hold them to a field goal. But now, without a Chandler Jones, you start thinking, Mm-mm, I don't think we're going to do that here. Uh, we might as well go ahead and punt this one away and not give them the field position. So I think going into it, you know, you're not really thinking about it, but situationally, that's when those type of decisions making those – quick decisions mid, like during the game, that one it's it's getting effective because like I said, you know, you don't have that stout front or that, uh, that dude that can cause havoc, maybe get a sack or whatever it is. So now let's play a little safer. Let's, you know, whenever we don't want to put our defense in that kind of position. And like I said, that's when I think you see it more often than not.
0: Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. That man is Ed Smith. I am Javon Adams. So let's talk about the, the 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 Dallas Cowboys the Cardinals will be on the road again this time going to the state of Texas. They're going to be facing um, the the Cowboys without Dak Prescott. Uh, Dak was leading was putting up some prolific numbers, so very uh, being very performing very well offensively. But here's the thing the the this is one of those things where almost a victory feels like a loss in a lot of ways, because while they were able to eke out a win against the now own five New York giants, they, they lost their, they lost a quarterback. They lost the man, but we had Andy Dalton is, is their backup quarterback. Now you would think that the, the Arizona Cardinals should be able to put up good numbers because the, the giants put up 34 uh, against the, against the, the Dallas Cowboys. And when you look at what the Cardinals were able to do against the Jets by putting up 30 and leaving really leaving some plays out there, how did what your thoughts on let's talk about the Cowboys and then we can kind of talk about that matchup, but I guess even taking it to um, you've heard, it's a silver lining when people talk about the fact that Andy Dalton is in the game now, because with Dak being out, I don't know how much I stock I put into that, but your thoughts on Andy Dalton, uh, his capabilities. And and then this, this, uh, the defense, I guess, more specifically of the Dallas Cowboys.
1: First thing I want to do, Jay, is, you know, give a shout out to, uh, Dak Prescott, man, to go down with that type of injury. And I think you you've either, you saw it live or you saw the, yeah. the preview. Of, we, I think we were together and we were watching it, actually, yep, weren't we? Yep. Yes, sir. And that was one of those, I could not watch it a second time. It was just that nasty. Yeah. And the thing I feel most for Dak is the fact that he put his faith in himself, obviously, and rolled the dice with this franchise tag while other quarterbacks were running around there getting money, some of them we thought didn't deserve it. You know, he goes out and and faithful, plays the game, gets hurt. And we're not saying his big payday is gone, but his future earnings might definitely be affected by this. And I just think sometimes it's so unfair, especially when you look around the league and some dudes are making all this money, walking around with like uh, Clark Kent, but there's supposedly Superman underneath the, 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 the clothing, you know, and now I, don't, I haven't seen that in some of them who've gotten his big money yet. Dak was kept, you know, getting strung along, and obviously it didn't pay out for him right as of right now. As far as the team itself, uh, I don't think their biggest concern is going to be missing Dak. I think their biggest concern is going to be their defense. They've been horrible. Mm-hmm. Whether it's been to the Falcons, uh, some of the other game was at uh Man, they've just given up yards. and yeah. uh, L.A., they were out in L.A. I mean, you talk, think about their defense so far. Dak is going to be missed. And I think the same thing for me goes from the, from last week. Andy Dalton's not a slouch. We talked about Flacco, and Flacco did look like a deer in the headlights a little bit, and that might have been a lot of rust or whatever it was, or the fact he's played, just playing with a garbage organization. <laughs> Whereas Andy Dalton, obviously, he's got some weapons in Zeke. They've got all those wide receivers out there. Man, you give them a week to prep and, and they tailor the game plan to Andy Dalton, maybe a little less scrambling and moving around. But man, this dude, once again, I, I'm, you know, you think about some of the other teams and their backups, you know, golly, it's like, you know, where are these guys? What did they do to earn those positions? Andy Dalton in a lot of situations could still be a starting quarterback for a lot of these other teams out there. He took the job in Dallas. It's. You know, obviously a great place for him to be. I think he was from that, you know, the Dallas or the Texas area, wherever he's just somewhere But he's playing in front of home town people now. I don't put it by him coming out and having a great game. You know, especially with our lack of ability to probably put pressure on him because of the loss of Chandler Jones. He gets comfortable back there. And then, in my opinion, Jay, this is a game where the Cowboys, you know, maybe fresh out the box, start thinking, well, let's take a little bit of pressure off of the quarterback because we got this running back back here we paid all this money to. Let's go ahead and just feed him. You know, they always do the,
0: the you know, let's feed
1: him and then see where it goes. Now, the problem lies if their defense plays the way they have over the last few weeks and they're playing from behind, they're going to force Andy Dalton to have to throw the ball 40, 45 times. But I'm
0: going to give you I'm gonna give you some of these numbers because you mentioned to it, you alluded to it earlier. So we have, and this is starting with the Giants and going backwards, these are the number of points that the defense has given up. 34, 49, 38, 39, and then the first week of the season was 20. Goodness gracious.
1: Yeah. they're, the, I mean, they're the defense that keeps on giving. You know, they love to. The, <laughs> They must think it's Christmas. Early, Christmas came early in Dallas, boy. They're like, come on in here. Who wants some yardage? Who wants some TDs?
0: Yeah. Okay. So now let's, let's talk about the matchup then. So if we're the, is this one of those things where um, Cliff Kingsbury is just lit, is his mouth watering at the, at the possibility of his office being able to put up a lot of points if he if he tries to do a copy and paste of last week's game plan, or is he going to try to try to outsmart himself and say we're just going to do these wide receiver screens again and again and again and, again and go horizontal? What what do you what are your thoughts on the way that the offense should really take advantage of this porous uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys defense?
1: Well, you you know a smart coach will take what worked, but we're going to redo it. So it doesn't look like last week. Okay. I talk about it all the time. It's about the adjustments and it's about, you know, in the NFL, people think you come in with a playbook the size of uh, you know, old fashioned phone books, how I mean, thick those were, right? Yes sir. No, it's all about getting creative with your formations, your packages, and sometimes you might run the same play over and over and over again, but if you mask it, people don't know what you're doing. That's what it's all about. So it's about the protections. It's about creating different matchups by putting guys in different spots, you know, maybe moving DeAndre around a little bit, uh, getting out on the edges with our running game, and then, you know, being creative with how we attack their, their insufficiency. So, you know, it's not about, you know, you don't have to have an entire overhaul of something that works, but you can't make it look the same as the week before, and that's where we sometimes get into trouble out here. And especially if we think, well, that worked against these guys. So let's, man, I, I remember coming in when on the good teams I played on. You come in the day after a good win and everything you did last week, you might as well forget that because we it's all a like new game plan. That playbook is turned in. we get got the next one. And you might notice some of the same, you know, attacks and different things we're going to do. But obviously you're going up against different fronts, different personnel, and the good coaches will get, really smart about how they try to set you up for success and not failure so they come in with the same game plan you know with the same approach it's not gonna work because Dallas has uh, the opportunity to look at the film too and they know where they're soft and what they need to protect and they'll probably you know they'll hope to be at their best to try to give it a shot especially with Kyler Murray and the dynamic dynamics of our offense I'm sure they're probably keyed up you know especially after losing Dak they want to go out there and you know, maybe win a couple games for him and support of him, but uh, we're gonna get, we're in for a good fight going over there in Dallas, whether you know Dak is there or uh, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton's in those South, like I said. We're we're not gonna just walk into the big house in the Jerry world and just walk out with a win.
0: One of the things that was interesting last week was that Fal- uh, Flacco had a couple of different opportunities. One where he overthrew a wide receiver. And then another one, where I think he kind of threw behind in order that prevented uh, um, being able to convert a third down, Mm -hmm. if I'm not mistaken. And and so there was a little bit of trepidation. I was thinking, Oh no, is it going to be, are are they in for it again? What will let you, what will be, what will you be looking at in terms of uh, whether offense or defense or whatever that will let you say the Cardinals came to play today? What what, well, what unit or what, what will what will give you that positive indication?
1: Well, from let's talk about from the our defensive standpoint first. As far as like Dallas, if they let Dallas come out there and establish a run game with Zeke, Zeke Elliott, and he looks comfortable, then you got Dan, uh, uh Dalton start hitting some of the short stuff, and he looks protected, and all of a sudden now he gets some looks downfield. You know, look out. My thing is, we gotta get after him early. I know we're down Chandler Jones, but you can't allow them first to run the ball, and then you can't allow Andy Dalton to be comfortable back there. Uh, offensively, hey, let's, let's do, like I said, let's do some, some of what we did last week. Just mix it up a little bit. I really still would like to see our running game dominate. Uh, you know, a defensive front as well, meaning let's get Kenyon going. If it's Edmonds, I don't care who it is as far as running back. I'd rather have it be Kenyon Drake because I got him on one of my fantasy teams. He ain't done nothing for me so far. <laughs> but regardless of who's running the ball, let's get some downhill. Let's get some, you know, let's start putting pressure on their secondary to make tackles. So far, I mean, we haven't cracked the, the minus, uh, Kyler Murray. We haven't cracked the the second layer, meaning the linebacker layer. We haven't gotten any of our running backs loose down the field, you know, breaking tackles. And all of a sudden, you get those DBs that sometimes do want to come up and make a hit. Sometimes they don't. They make those business decisions, right? Right. And then we—that's when you crack those longs. You go. We haven't threatened anybody with our running game in the secondary so far. I have not seen it. Like I said, other than Kyler Murray, I haven't seen either one of our running backs, whether it be a you know, a design run or something that just breaks and they make a cutback or anything like that, I have not seen anything impressive as far as threatening to the next level. So let's see if we can do that, and then it'll open everything else up well, as well because now you got to start bringing those guys down into the box, get more play action, get DeAndre over the top, get Larry more involved. we still got to get that man involved, uh, but, you know, because he, he can do a whole lot over the middle of the field. So let's see what we come with. And if, for me, I would say, right, just like that Jets game, bro, Within the first like seven eight minutes, I was like, "Ugh, just bad." <laughs> I mean, it was like it was like somebody farted in the room, but you didn't know who uh, who it was, right? But you knew it just stunk, right? Right. So I'm a, I'm looking for that same seven first seven minutes to ten whatever in the quarter. Let's see if we who we get that stinky smell from. Or it could be one of those really really good games. We don't know, but like I said, that's one of those are gonna be some of the keys for me.
0: So I want to ask this because it, again before before we get give our predictions on what we think is going to happen in the game in terms of who who will come out victorious but uh, when once the Chandler Jones injury was confirmed that he would be out for the remainder of the season you started to hear about um uh, one, one former Cardinal being named as a possible, maybe coming out of retirement, just retired recently, Lorenzo Neal. And so he did, he ultimately decided not to, but I wanted to ask your question about this. Uh, when the, when you decided to walk away from the game, let's say it was four or five weeks into the, to that, to that season after you decided, you know, either they not calling me or I'm just not feeling it or whatever the case may be. If you had got that phone call and said, Hey, we had, you know, such and such tied in that guy that in, can you come in and do it? Because I heard, I heard Lorenzo Neal say that it's, it's not just the physical. Yeah. I might, he said, I might be in good physical shape, but I'm not in football shape one, but then also it's about the mental aspect of the game as well. That goes into it. Well, what, what can you, can you talk about that? But then what would you have said if somebody had said, Hey, Mr. Mr. Smith.
1: Well, let me put it this way, man. You talking about when I walked away from the game? I mean, nah, no. I, mean. I would I didn't walk away cuz I was, <laughs> man, I at 51 years old, if somebody called me right now, I'd be like, what league? Yeah, I'll be there." <laughs> you
0: know? Okay. Okay. Hey,
1: you know, for, and this everybody has different circumstances. You make this type of money some of these guys do, Yeah. They get to a point where the family is comfortable and, you know, I, I I made good money in my career. I wanted to make more money in my career, you know. I heard you. So I would have continued to play on and on. Some guys, like I said, when you're making 16, 17, 18 million dollars a year, you, like I said, I used the term earlier, you can make them business decisions, dog. It's, you know, it's like, <laughs> do I want to go out and do that again? Or do I want to create my own business? You know, take a little time offhand with the family. I ain't got, no, as long as I manage my money right, I ain't got nothing to worry about the rest of my life and my kids' life and their kids' life, you know. Mm. you got that kind of money, it's easier to make that type of decision you know, for me and, you know, all jokes aside, when, when I left the game, man, I was sad. I was like waiting for my phone to ring. And eventually you get to a point where you realize, yeah, I think it's over. And for me, fortunately, I spent 15 years playing two professional sports. So it wasn't like I had a quick, you know, uh, cup of coffee here and I was done, you know, because I know a lot of guys even playing in the league, you know, came out of college, had one, maybe two seasons and boom, it was over. You know, like I said, I had my baseball and football career to fall back on, so I realized how blessed I was when it finally came time to end. But, man, I'm telling you, I could have been in the middle of anything, and I could have been in the middle of making love, man, and I got that call. i have been like, hey, baby, we're going to have to finish this later. (laughs) Things to do, I got to go. Catch on the flip, so I'd have been out.
0: Uh, I heard that. Yes, sir. I heard that. So (laughs) that's my man, Easy. Uh, So, your prediction on this one, I think it's going to be, I think I'm thinking high. Uh, I mentioned with uh, the bet online uh, uh, over under, I think it's going to go over 55. I think that the Cardinals will end up putting up a lot of points. I wonder if they're going to be. I wonder if they're going to be able to stop the, the, the Cowboys. Again, I know that, that Dak's not there, but again, you mentioned that Dalton is serviceable um, most definitely. I mean, he was a starter last season uh, Mm -hmm. for most of the season with, with the Cincinnati Bengals, but uh, I think it'll be a high scoring game. I'm thinking that the Cardinals might pull, pull, pull out a, a tight one. Um, You know, maybe gosh, maybe 30, 35, 31 ish, something like that.
1: Man, I, you know, and I, I hate to pick against our Cardinals. I say our Cardinals because we do support them. Yes. For me, with Andy Dalton at and quarterback, I know it's a, 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 it's a dip from Dak, uh, but it's a situation when you got, when he was in Cincinnati, man, toward the end, he had garbage over there. Straight right. gar hot garbage. Yeah. He's walking into a situation where you've got Ezekiel Elliott as your running back. You got all these wide receivers out on the, you know, in the, uh, running wild through the secondary. Uh, it's just for me, it, it, it's not that same situation where we lost our starting quarterback. Woe is me. I honestly think the Cowboys are not going to be necessarily better without Dak, but the fall off is not going to be as big as everybody thinks. And with that being said, we're missing one of our bigger piece, biggest pieces too on the defensive side of the ball. Right. Where I have the biggest concerns, meaning matching up with their offense, putting pressure on Dalton. Now you walk into a system. And I think they might even have some fans in this. I think they're one of the only teams that oh, has yeah. about, you know, maybe 15 to 20, whatever the number it's is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's not gonna be dead silent. I'm not saying that the crowd noise is gonna be, but at least there's gonna be something there. For me, this is a game I flip-flop the score on you. I go 34-31 Cowboys.
0: All right. That's yeah. my man, easy Ed Easy Smith on behalf of uh Ed Smith. I am Javon, J Love Adams. We do this every week. Tell a friend to tell a friend about the believe in the Arizona Cardinals show. And so until next time, as we always say around this time, uh, you can.
1: And make sure you be easy out there till next week.